think we had three different cocktails. And then wine. So if I'm leaving, like, Pizza Express. If anyone gets mud on this white coat, I swear to God, I'll kill you. I feel like a right twat. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America. And American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I am Ben. I am Fraser. Fraser, like Razor. Oh, and what's that noise? <gasps> it's an announcement. Well, it's also a plane flag over, but yes, it is an announcement. It's well, I, actually... hired, I hired a plane <laughs> to announce this for us. Oh, yes, I can see the banner. Yeah, which is great for the visual medium of podcasting. <laughs> so, this is Your Welcome America presents Girls Aloud Off the Record. <laughs> So, I mean, indeed, we'll get to that. For the next six weeks, we are going to be going over the classic reality show that is Girls Allowed Off the Record. It's from 2006. Mm. Um, I've got a little descriptor there. Do you want to read this? Now, I pulled this uh, directly off Wikipedia. Do you want to read exactly what Girls Loud Off the Record is all about? I will. Strap okay. in, everyone. There's a lot of words in this description. Okay. <clears throat> Girls Loud Off the Record follows our beloved UK girl group in the build-up to their 2006 Chemistry Arena tour, from appearing on TV shows to filming the whole of a history video in Paris, promoting in Australia and New Zealand, to promotional appearances in Ibiza and Greece, and going on an ambassadorial trip to China with uh, former London Mayor Ken Livingston. Now, we, we added that bit about <laughs> Ken Livingston at the end, but we just we want to be very clear and upfront with our listeners. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that description is wild. I mean, it is true, but it's also, they really, someone needs to learn how to put some full stops and some new sentences in there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yes, that really is what this show is. It's a fly-on-the-wall documentary from mm. that period of time when they still called them that, <laughs> following Girls Aloud. And the beauty of this show which we'll obviously get into when we talk about it every week. But the beauty of this show is that it caught Girls Aloud in that kind of, just before they tipped into being so famous that they would have never allowed this kind of coverage of them. Exactly. I also think it's hilarious that we're following them while they're releasing a whole lot of history. A really, a really forgotten song. It's not <laughs> well, like it's not like the promise. It's not like Sound yeah. of the Underground. It's like, oh, holiday history. Well, we'll do six episodes following the girls. <laughs> yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange time period. But yeah, it's because of its, because of its kind of, because they caught them just before that that turn of their fame. We get some real insight into the real people in Girls Aloud, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to be hearing it for the next six weeks. Here is the theme tune. Right. Are we going to talk about that theme tune? Well... It's important to note that every piece of, every scrap of music in this show <laughs> is from the girls. Yes. There's a heavy focus on the uh, What Will the Neighbours Say album. A lot of, lot of album tracks, which I've uh, been diligently remembering and re-listening to. And then, yes, the theme tune is from the Chemistry album. It is track two on the album called Models. Wow. Because he loves the models. Models is such a good <laughs> song. It should have been a single. Do you like models? 
I I think I mainly know it from watching Girls Loud off the record. Oh, it's it's really good. Where do you go after dinner? It's really like actually, I think it might be a bit happy clappy for you. It might be a bit. It sounds like it sounds like there's a bit of a banjo twang in there. Yeah, I gave it a country twang that it definitely doesn't have. <laughs> but I think I always think that models deserved a music video it could have there could have been a really fun one with like people pushing people off of a catwalk and stuff it definitely deserved one well it, i mean it gets a whole um you know intro animation to a six-part reality show here true and i do think it got its due when they did the chemistry tour actually i'm pretty sure there was a whole sequence with models mm, i, I don't know and i tell you what the girls don't know because this whole series leads up to the chemistry arena tour yeah so we that, i mean that's just a just a thought right now <laughs> So, girls at Wolf, we, maybe we should explain to our audience, although let's be honest, they know. In our own words, who are Girls Aloud? Oh, well, Girls Aloud are the most important. Ooh, Spice Girls. Ooh, that's tough. Girls Aloud are in the, the top three most important girl bands. It's the Spice Girls, Girls Aloud, and the Saturdays. And uh, <laughs> I mean, we know the Saturdays is definitely a number three. But uh, yeah, there's, they're, they're very important kind of girl band that were out at a very formative time in our lives mm-hmm. and whose music has provided the backdrop to many a fun time for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their music has essentially soundtracked our friendship. Yeah. I think it's also important to note here that they were formed on a reality TV show, so they were no strangers to television. Yeah. They were they were birthed with cameras shoved in their faces. <laughs> and this is just kind of like an extension of that. Yeah. And I highly recommend if you haven't caught our Girls Aloud special on the show you should listen to it because we really get into the details <laughs> that's a real primer okay off the record this tv show now i was having a little read about it it felt like well it didn't even feel like it it looked like this show was essentially made as a piece of marketing fluff yeah i'm gonna be brutally honest much like whose autobiography oh i can't remember who's is that, brutally mel, is that mel b it might be <laughs> i can't remember I'm going to be brutally honest. So it says here on Wikipedia that it was a partnership between Channel 4 and Universal Music. So it felt like the record company were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to do this thing. Maybe someone will watch it. So in some ways, this was meant to be quite a kind of sanitized piece of PR. Right. However, and, and, and you see that every now and again, but Girls Aloud almost have too much personality. Yeah, they're scrappy. They are scrappy. Five scrappy lasses. <laughs> so even if like all these amazing moments may have been left on the cutting room floor, you see, you see a lot of their personality <laughs> sneaking through and peeking throughout every kind of frame. Yeah, and this is definitely in like a, from a historical point of view with us looking back like historians that we are, whole lot of historians. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks everyone. Um, I think this is also we can read even more into this show, into each nuance and each detail, looking back as well. Oh, why? What kind of nuance or detail? Give give us a little example. Give us a little taster. It just, I would say, you know, at the time, what was a throwaway line in the first episode of Kimberly talking about being papped in her hometown, where she casually just mentions that she's going to Pizza Express. I mean, at the time, that's just her talking about going to Pizza Express. But for you and me to go back and look as historians... <laughs> Yeah. It's the greatest line of dialogue I've ever heard. Yeah, it's a real a real highlight from episode <laughs> one, which we'll be talking about next week on the show. Okay, we want to note that it, the show came out in 2006. Yeah. It was on E4. Yes. Crucially. Very crucially. Feels like it's a show that was on E4 at the time. Mm, how would you describe E4 in the mid-2000s uh, as a kind of a personality? 
directly being marketed to me at the age that I was <laughs> and the gayness that I was. Yeah, it felt very much like it was, it's where like the teen soap, like in the UK, the teen soap Hollyoaks was always aired on E4. It just was, yeah, it was kind of a teen to early mid twenties kind of aimed channel network. Sh- shipwrecked. Shipwrecked, this, T4. Yeah, just all perfect. Or if, um, because Big Brother was on Channel 4 at the time, if there was a breakout star in Big Brother, they might have ended up with like an E4 spin-off show. Oh, well, like when Nikki Graham had to go and do... Princess Nikki. Princess Nikki, where she had to go and do all the jobs. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> every episode, Nikki was sent to like a sanitation plant yes. and had to go down a sewer. And she was just going, what? I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, that's television. Oh my God, Nikki Graham. Ooh. Okay, something else I also discovered online was... Um, a review from the time of when the show came out. The Times? From the time, from 2006. Oh. <laughs> I was from, like, yes, the a Times? Times. In fact, not only the Times, <laughs> the New York Times did a whole piece of it. No. Right. But um, in The Observer, some random guy, and I'm, I'm going to be very, very rude about him because he's being rude about our gals. A random guy called Paul Morley. Uh, Paul, oh. if you're out there, what's he a thing? I, I feel like he is. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll have a look at him in a second. But he said about the show... The fraudulently titled Off the Record is just one long gushing promotional push for the group, an attempt to prolong their fragile careers for just a few more months by pretending to analyze the exciting, stressful reality of being a girl in a group such as Girls Aloud, attempting to to transcend their manufactured roots. Well, first of all, Paul, learn learn how to do shorter sentences. He then says... (laughs) Sort of a smutty comedy, sort of a tragedy, sort of a gossipy, fake, provocative documentary, sort of a heavily censored electronic press kit, EPK. There's little (laughs) sleaze, insight, or emotional disintegration. Paul. Oh, we just looked at a picture of him, and I'm going to describe him as a straight white man. So, Paul, can I just say, in 2006, you were very wrong about the longevity of Girls Lad, and also the relevance of the show, considering that 14 years later, (laughs) two people are going to spend many hours of their life... Picking apart in forensic detail every moment. (laughs) Yeah. And also, to, to my earlier point, that's what is fun about this show, is that it was meant to be like a sanitized promo look. But there's lots of things just popping up and peeking. Feels through. like he didn't watch it. <laughs> Feels like he just took what took what the press release was telling him and said, "Oh, this is just them doing some fluff." So crucially, as you said, this was 2006. This got released. Let's just get ourselves situated in that world. I was definitely at university. I was fully at university at this point. 2006 was I. It was my final year of university. I don't think because at uni I didn't really watched much TV, but I think I moved to London in, two, in autumn 2006, and I think I, I bought the DVD of this. Right. And I got really obsessed I with it. I definitely, I remember watching this at the time at university, because this has obviously coincided with kind of the chemistry album coming out, and I have a lot of memories about that album in my third year at university as well. Mm-hmm. One of them being a girl I lived with called Gemma coming up to me and saying, have you heard this song, Biology? And I was like, oh my God, I haven't heard it yet. And she described it as... The gayest song ever made. She was right. And then I remember going into her room in halls and she put the song on and we were like, this is great. So shout out to Gemma. <laughs> that was also the year, 2006, that in the autumn, something kind of ooh came out, wasn't it? Mm. Very important time. <laughs> That's when like my real second peak of interest in Girls Alive began to flourish. <laughs> Without rewatching the whole thing again, 
the most iconic moment is Cheryl throwing up in a bin. Yeah. After Nadine poisons her. These are the these are the key moments that we remember before rewatching it now. Yeah, exactly. They're the things that stick in my head is Cheryl throwing up in the bin and also Cheryl moaning about climbing a mountain. I seem to remember that. Yeah, I think they're in I think they're in Greece or somewhere. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of moments where Sarah's running off into the night. Yes. There's a lot of that. Yep. Um, I seem to remember there's a lot of just much like any fly in the wall stuff at the time in the UK and probably still to this day a lot of shots of the girls in people carriers yep. or just like driving on a motorway so the my other two things that are stuck in my head is there's a fight at a photo shoot in Australia oh, yes and Nadine is on a flip phone to Jesse Metcalf and she's trying to keep it a secret and keeps refusing to be filmed for the show that's right in the grand tradition of Nadine other than <laughs> other than pop stars ireland and uk she doesn't love doing tv like this because no. she didn't do passions of girls allowed or ghost hunting yeah, famously vet fielding just comes to her door and then leaves yeah and ghost hunting with girls allowed so yes nadine's a little <laughs> bit absent here in general i also remember a crucial scene because every episode they focus on these all the stuff of the group but they focus on one member yeah and i just remember for um Nicola's sequence she goes up north and I think she has an, uh, an eyelash appointment so she's just lying down and she's getting her eyelashes tinted and just chatting away and that's kind of like <laughs> that feels ooh, right a, a real snapshot into Nicola's life <laughs> so yeah that's that's pretty much it but we will we'll really get into it over the next six weeks we'll dive in with yeah. every single episode and the way it's going to work is starting next Monday, episode one is going to come out. And every Monday, you're going to get an episode of Your Welcome America Presents Girls Allowed. But fans of the regular Your Welcome America show, don't you worry. We're still going to have our regular flagship show every other Wednesday. <laughs> How dare you call it a flagship show? <laughs> <laughs> what would our flag look like? Oh, God. What would our ship look like? I mean, our flag would be the Millennium Dome with Victoria Beckham's face on it. <laughs> And our ship would have Nadine at the front, like the, you know, the front yeah, of the, the ship. the power of the, the ship. The bow of the ship. Great. The, uh, the H- HMS, HMS coil. <laughs> so that is it. Let's get going in 2021 yeah. with uh, Girls Light Off the Record. Get excited, everyone. Yeah. And listen to Wake Me Up to prepare yourself for it. <laughs> See you next Monday. Bye. Like we had three different cocktails. And then wine. Thanks for coffee. So if I'm leaving like Pizza Express. If anyone gets mud on this white coat, I swear to God I'll kill you. I felt like a right twat. <laughs>